0: construction champions. It's your host, Ron Nussbaum, and we're here burning down the house on what is your construction business, what is your life, everything that has to do with you being successful in construction. That's why it's the Construction Champions Podcast. Well, we're here to have open door conversations when the industry wants to close the door on them. See, I'm mixing it up. We're still burning down the village, but, or the house. Now, I say I said village there. It could get a little complicated, but we're burning down the house. I'm super excited for today. We have a great guest. Justin, it is great to have you here today. Thank you so much, Ron. I'm very
1: excited to be here. I uh, love the energy. Uh, villages, they're just a bunch of houses. That's all they are,
0: <laughs> just a bunch of houses. And we, we're trying to do this at scale. We're trying to help everybody yes. out there burn their house down so they can build that brand new house on a solid foundation, which is your construction business. So Justin, why don't you let all the construction champions out there know who you are and uh, what you're doing, what got you here?
1: Absolutely. So uh, name's Justin Nagel, uh, worked for Spot Migration. We do IT and cybersecurity for the AEC space. So anybody's building anything, if it's a house, if it's a tower, if you got to design it, whatever it is, we are all about it. And we run a podcast similarly to to yours there, Ron, but ours is called Building Scale. So we talk about how you use people, process, and technology to build scale in your AEC business. We love builders we love the built world we love dirt we love it all just give it to us burn the house down build the house back up whatever we got to do i'm about it so that's that's it that's that's me in a nutshell
0: awesome man well i'm excited for today and we're going to get right in there i'm going to ask the million dollar question and that is what makes a construction champion for me it's
1: all about bringing others with you so let me let me break this down so Uh, When you think of going from good to great, how you do that is when you bring others with you. And I think that construction is exactly that. It's one of the most collaborative uh, businesses in the world. Obviously, you have your team internally, if you're a GC, a sub, whatever you are, that you're building with other people with your hands, you're dealing with your back end people at the office. You're also thinking with other trades, you're dealing with architects, you're dealing with engineers, you're dealing with all these people, developers, if there's a owner's rep, you're dealing with all these people, so there's massive collaboration, but that's how you build great things with other people, and if you can build other people up while you're doing it, that is the epitome, that's the apex, that is Mount Everest,
0: if you will. I love it, man. We yeah. might be a collaborative industry. So you said something. I, I love, it. I think collaboration yeah. is where the industry needs to go. I, I don't know if we're there. Like,
1: I think it, when I think about even builder comms, right? Like you mm-hmm. the concept of builder comms is to collaborate, right? Yeah. Like you've got communication is a huge issue that obviously you are uh, snuffing out uh, as you go through this wonderful journey of yours. And I think that that doesn't end Um, with just the communication, collaboration of an ideas. Hey, like if you need to build something outstanding and great and amazing, you just need to bring others with you. uh, And that's it. And I think building people up uh, as we've interviewed, I don't know, hundreds of CEOs of all kinds of different companies in the AEC space, almost every one of them will tell you people is the biggest of the three uh, when it comes to scalability, you have to get good people in the right seats, right great, great people, right seats, mm-hmm. right people right seats, a very osr um, And then you also need to nurture those people and really bring those up uh, through the ranks because that's where you actually get big leaders that come through. And I think that when a leader teaches somebody to be a leader, that's the beauty uh, of scalability and that also is is the heart of construction. you see it uh, all the time where it's like, hey you got a tradesman that's working in a place and says, I've, I I want to do this by myself. I want to go out on my own. I want to build it up. And people that build people up uh, love to see that. Uh, I know that sometimes it's like, ah, it could be competition, but it's like, no, 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 no. If you can build somebody up, it's the best feeling in the world. Uh, we hear it all the time. So uh, that's it. It's all about collaboration.
0: Well, there, there's definitely building people up. So I I guess I was kind of looking at it a little bit different. I was not thinking just within a company, but as the industry as a whole. I think we're very collaborative, but then we're very secretive because we're one of the only industries where somebody (laughs) will allow all these other people that like subcontractors to come on their job site and do all of this work and stuff. And we're very collaborative in that way. But when it comes to guys that are running these businesses, like there's a secretness to it. In, commu- in a community wise, where guys don't want to talk about why they're successful. I say there's no real secrets to this. Uh, we just feel like there are as an industry. But what I take it, you're talking more about the collaboration and growing people within your company. Is that correct? Yeah, I, I definitely was
1: talking more about that. But
0: both are true,
1: right? I, I do agree with you that there's this I can't give my trade secrets away. I can't give my uh my little golden nuggets, the secret sauce if you will. But I agree with you. I think that if you break down any any business, really, but if you break down a, a construction company, you know how to do it great. Like it's 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 written. Every it's not there's no like <laughs> magic to this at this point that hasn't been discovered. There are tons of books, there are tons of podcasts, there's mm-hmm. there's so many ways to learn. The secret sauces that like you're not you're not gonna like not do well because of that. Like that's not gonna be the reason why. It's gonna be possibly that you don't have the right mindset. You're not bringing people with you, or you know you could have bad you know partners in regards to like you know trade partners or like you know people that you're working with. There could be bad collaboration because your partners are not good collaborators. That's a possibility. But in regards to the secret sauce, there is this. I want to keep it to myself but like you're not keeping anything to yourself that's so unique that can't be found just literally by a simple uh, internet search in my opinion.
0: Hey, amen to that. I, be- I believe the same thing. We both have podcasts that, I mean, it's not like we do this stuff to get this information out there. So how do we bring along the people? If you were talking to a guy that he's growing this business, he, he wants to continue to grow and he wants to do it right. Like how does he do that right
1: i think and i said i say this all the time it's about caring right it's about caring for your people but still holding them accountable i think that there's um, too much one way or the other a lot of times and you have to find that balance of like actually caring, actually giving a shit, right? You have to actually care. But then on top of that, like that doesn't mean they can do anything, right? You do have to hold accountability. There should be metrics that you're looking at when you're driving. So if you're an US company, you know, driving towards score number or uh, scorecard numbers um, or just having any kind of KPIs that exist. I know that sometimes this gets overwhelming, but like the only way that you can get better at something is if you you track it and grade it. Like that's the only way you get better. And like, I think that, when you see true leaders do this, they are taking, Hey, we're starting here. Wherever that is, is where it is. Like we're already in we're, we're, we're together. We're in this together, but we're going to get better. And like, we are going to drive that up and we're going to do that by grading it and by tracking it and doing that. But on the way, I want to support you in any possible way I can, if that's uh helping you, uh, get your head right. If that's helping you, Hey, you need to leave it for, you know, whatever the things are, there's lots of different ways that you can support people and, uh, you know, talking to them again, when you actually care and you actually find out about them, uh, you'd be wild. Uh, you know, what, what actually happens then? Like what, what the result is when you start actually caring and putting metrics in place, that seems, they seem opposites, but they're, they're not because great people, want that they want to know how well they're doing they want to be you know hey i want to make sure that i'm on top of my shit like that's that's just the way it works uh and when you find those people you got to nurture them man like that's just the way it works
0: well yeah people want to know i think what we do across the board not well in life is like set the standards of what what is the accountability factor like people want to know what the expectations are and they want to know what that realm is, what is good, what is great, what does that stuff look like? So they can produce, but all too often we don't set that stuff up. You referenced EOS a couple of times. So for all of our listeners, that's traction. Uh we've talked about it on here before, but if you're a new listener, that is where EOS comes from, is the book chat traction. And I highly recommend it. And uh But, yeah, to get back into that is we're not good at just setting the ball. I I think that that is correct, but I
1: think not not predicting well is just part of the process like you 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 only get better at predicting and setting bars when you start setting bars right like like, you know if you're just blindly going at it inherently you're not going to be as good but in a year from now when you have all this data that you've now been tracking you'll be a lot better at setting a bar that's just reasonable right like Mm -hmm. hey if we're talking about uh like building houses. Oh, we want to build a thousand houses this year, right? Like some and you're like, okay, well, you know, how many did we build last year? 48. That's a big jump. So, like, if we're gonna go from 48 to a thousand, what are we gonna to do to get there in this next year? How what are the processes we need to put in place? What are the who are the people we need to hire? Like, what are what are the roles that we don't even have today that we need to actually start thinking about? There's so much to it. But once you start saying, well, actually 48, maybe we should shoot for, I don't know, let's go with 80. Let's start that. Let's go up 30. That's pretty good. Almost double up. that, that That's not so bad. Can't be mad at that. Right. Mm-hmm. But I think that that's what it is. When predicting, we get better as we keep predicting and we keep trying and we keep tracking. That's how we get to a place where it's not just a shot in the dark and we're actually using data that goes to and say, this is the expectation and hey. When you beat out a goal, that that feels great. Like that's one thing I'd say is like, oh man, you get to that 90th house that year when you projected 80, wow, you feel amazing.
0: Yeah, and you know, when you talk data, like that's as in my experience of scaling businesses is like, it's the data, like that's the stuff that starts to become predictable. Mm -hmm. Like then you understand, like if I do this, it turns this on and this happens. And the better understanding you have of that, the better understanding your business is going to be able to run. So like you said, going from 48 to 80 houses, you know what it took to do 48. You're almost talking about doubling that. There is going to be some rows that come out of that. But once you understand, say, to build 100 houses, I need this many leads i need this to happen this is how everything unfolds this position opens up this person has to start to do this like that's predictable so then you can go from like a hundred to say 500 because now you know if i turn this level lever this happens i need to hire these people you can be proactive with it because you can start immediately saying this is the size of company we need to be so if you don't understand the size of company you have to be to build the 80 houses instead of the 48 you can't go chase that down because you need to immediately start hiring and running your business like you're the company that is building 80 houses because that's how you get there
1: yeah a thousand percent i think we i think a lot of people get very hung up on like data and like tracking it because it can be a pain in the ass at times right like it, it just can be but the value that you get out of it to your point like hey how many leads do i need to build one house you know like how many leads do i need to you know get you know five and then you know get, when you're thinking about scaling stuff it's like well say it's 100 calls and 100 calls get me a lead and it takes five leads for me to get you know uh, one deal done right it's like okay so then every week theoretically if we've got a guy that's making a hundred calls a day you would get yourself a house to be, you know, a contract for a house. Right. But it's like, well, how do I scale that? Well, obviously if you have the good training and process and you can replicate that person, get another caller, right? Like that would be an example, very easy followable example to that. But you have to know that to then actually make the business decisions to, to really get yourself to grow and scale. Like it is all, it's always going to be metric driven. There are very few people that can just go with their gut and say, Oh, seems about right because you just hit a ceiling. like it's just what what it is. You can go x amount of far if you just have you know, just gung- ho like you ain't never seen. But like there is a limitation even to the most gung- ho person ever. I don't think I've ever used the term gung-ho, by the way, but there we go. now I've done it three times
0: well, I think, but that's what we end up doing is we just get out there and we don't pay any attention to any of this stuff. And to me, that's what like fascinates me about it is like it's literally becomes a science like that's why I say a lot of times like you're just in business we just happen to do construction work like uh, we all too often treat a construction business different than any other business because it's construction now in my experience that's a mistake it's just a business and if you can understand these metrics and these data points it's, it allows you to get to where you want to be, whether that's a revenue number, an income number, anything. And it allows you to be able to turn that on and off at any point in time in your life to say, this is where we're at. This is what happens. And then when you get there, you just get better. Like that guy that's making a hundred calls, what if he could, you know, or, you know, he's getting one appointment. What if he can get that to two? What if you can increase your closing percentage from Mm -hmm. instead of one out of every five, you get one out of every four. You start to drive these numbers that increase growth even more rapidly because you get really, really good at your processes within the the metrics.
1: thousand percent. I think that, uh, again, you got to track it, right? You got to track it. That's the only way you get to start like tinkering right like because hey if you knew that like i got you know caller every day that you know go through that whole thing but now you say okay yeah how do i get how do i get them to do two two appointments every 100 calls or how do i get you know 150 right like how do i get that better how do I get the close rate better how do i execute on the, the deliverable side like you know, all of these things start saying like you can always improve but you can't improve what you don't measure which is i think is mm-hmm. uh Uh, that very uh well i'm completely blanking on who said this uh peter uh Drucker, maybe hey actually and that (laughs) i don't think that's the right person i think that's completely the wrong person i apologize but nonetheless uh it is all about like measurement you only get better when you measure uh it's the only way
0: yeah and i I, i'm really i measure everything just because i just want to be able to track it so i know because As you grow, like you said, it's the only way to be able to hold people accountable. And in the early days, you're going to be doing everything. And when you're doing everything, you will be really good at it, but you're going to find people that are better than you at it. But you better have an understanding of what those numbers look like so no one can ever bullshit you on what the actual outcome is
1: yeah, just throwing it up and saying like, well, you're better at it, so I'm not going to focus on it is never a good way to do anything. Like that's just, that's, that's a bad way to do anything in life. Um, and certainly in business, right? You have to have a good understanding as a leader. Um, you know, even if you're just leading half, you know, uh, say you're leading the, the sales department, right? Like you still have to understand delivery enough. Like you can't just like, you know, rely on the fact that like you're, you're really good at sales and like, you're just going to keep this rolling because knowing the whole business holistic or knowing like the business holistically gives you an edge over people that don't right it's it's all about finding those little edges and i think that when you you'd mentioned like running a construction company like a business like that's that's exactly what you need to do because there's so many that aren't running that way so like yeah you need a marketing budget yeah you need a tech budget cybersecurity budget you need an hr budget you need like you need to have these things in place just like any other business would have and don't just ride it by the seat of your pants until something breaks or, you know, everything fails, right? Like you have to think of it like a business.
0: Why do you think that is? Is that in the construction industry that we just, it's like, we don't think the typical business rules apply, I guess would be the best way for me to phrase that question.
1: I think that when you get somebody that's really skilled in a thing, so say if you're a you're a tradesman and you're really good at uh, let's say electrical, right? Like you're just really good at it. It's hard to be really good at that at the same level uh, on the business side because like you've not put in 20, 30 years in the business side, right? Like it's it's inherent that like you're extraordinarily good at this tr- trade and this craft because you've put work into it, but in general a lot of owners come from the trades in some way or shape or form, which is great because they need, you know, they need to know what they're doing. Like they need to have a good idea of what the product is, but they then lack that business knowledge because they just haven't had the experience with it. So for me, I always say, I'm like, oh, you need to just consume as much business knowledge as you did when you were like coming coming up to trade school, or you're coming up like the past the first ten years of your career, like you know, uh, you know, laying, uh, pipe or hanging drywall or whatever, you know, whatever your trade is, like. Think of it that way. It's the same thing. Like it takes time. It takes experience. It takes like trying to learn more stuff. And I think that once you have that expertise in that, you're like, well, I know exactly how to do this job. And it's like, that's great, but that's only part of the business. The other part of the business is the running of the actual business, not just the service you deliver, which again, goes to HR issues that are pain, uh technology issues. that can be a pain, like all of those things. They're still, there if you choose to not focus on them that doesn't make them disappear they're just there and they're just not being run well
0: well we're like part-time business owners like we do all of that stuff in the offshoot times and not as part of like the, the job like the, the, the paperwork, the invoicing, all of that stuff mm-hmm. we do in the off hours. Cause we're out doing our job. And that's why I say like, just treat it like a business. Like if it was anything else, how would that work? I mean, that's, I just have guys ask, ask yourself that question. Like if you were a doctor instead of a contractor, what would that look like? I think uh,
1: uh, totally on point there. I think that when um, we don't let the business be the focus, because like, you know, especially in the early days where you're starting out, maybe it's just you, you and one other person. It's like, yeah, you're going to have to do some of the labor stuff. Mm -hmm. Like that's inherent. The goal should be to get yourself out of that as soon as humanly possible, because that is where you can actually scale the business. Because if you're, still going to houses like, you know, because there's plumbing issues or like still building houses for you to do that. And then at night, like hopefully run accounting and hopefully, you know, you know, fix the computer and hopefully, you know, get a marketing campaign ready or whatever you're doing. Like that's not, that's just a bad reality one it sucks like you went in your own business because you wanted freedom like you've now become more of a slave to the business than you were when you were just an employee like mm-hmm. you know at this point it's like what are you doing and like you can say well you know I, I i have a good lifestyle and all those things but it is about scale like you 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 should want to not be in the labor side even though if you love it you need to want to love business the same way you've loved the labor
0: yeah And I mean, if you want to be out there, there's a time and place for that. So I Uh use the doctor analogy because a doctor, they make their money in surgery. You could say the same thing about a really, really good contractor or builder. Like they make their money in that. So if you want to look at it that way is I make my money being out there, actually hammering the nails and doing that stuff. A doctor has a doctor's office and a whole team around them that does the other stuff because they still have to be in surgery. So they're still splitting it. Doctors still help run the business, but they have people that do the accounting. They have HR, they have marketing, they have receptionists, they have this whole support staff that allows them to go do that. So like they built that up, to where they can go spend if they if surgery is where they need to be at because that's where they're going to make the most money and what they want to do because they became a doctor. You can't not have a support staff because you can go be a doctor and not own your own practice. It's yeah. the same thing. You can just go punch a clock and be a doctor or you can build a support staff that allows you to be great at what you do. And that's what you have to look at it is like, any other business, any other practice, anything else out there, there's support that gets built and there's there's information that you have to have. And we shouldn't be afraid of that.
1: Agreed. That's the other side of it. If you are going to be in the field and that's the thing that you know that you need to be because it's going to actually give you the highest leverage for your company, then you got to have somebody on the other end that's taking care of the business. It can't be an afterthought. It ha- somebody has to be focusing on it. There can't
0: be any afterthoughts. I think that's the the main thing of the conversation today is that you have to be proactive. In any outlook, anything that you do, you have to have a a, a proactive outlook to be able to have accountability, to be able to have an understanding of the numbers. You have to be thinking about the future to be able to backtrack and say, this is where we need to go.
1: Absolutely. Um, So I i one ron i love your mindset just in general of of the many conversations we've had at this point so i do think being proactive it just goes into it right that's it's it's mindset it is either you're going or you're not and you got to just pick a line
0: absolutely man so hey it has been fantastic we're wrapping it up here today and Why don't you tell all the construction champions out there where they can find you, where they can connect with you, where they can watch your content, all of that kind of stuff. Absolutely. You can
1: totally find me on LinkedIn. I'm a LinkedIn-aholic, Justin Nagel. That's N-E-A-G-L-E. It's spelled like beagle, uh, but pronounced like bagel. So that's an easy way to remember that. Um, So you can find me there, spotmigration.com, buildingscale.net. Um, our content's kind of everywhere. Uh, any, any of the social platforms that you can think of. And, uh, yeah, that's me. Please connect with me. I love talking uh, about construction, uh, and, and any business just in general. I love business. I'm a, I'm a business junkie. So, uh, please uh, reach out.
0: Awesome, man. Well, thank you for taking the time to be on the show today. Absolutely. Thank you so much, Ron. All right. Construction champions. That's another episode in the bag where we learned a lot about being proactive and understanding your numbers. I think it's stuff that we talk about all the time and can really kind of go in one year out the other. Like, yeah, that sounds good, but I got to go run this estimate and then go put this staircase in later today. So maybe not, maybe tomorrow. Like just take some time, look in the mirror, like I say a lot and figure out what does this look like? Like you have a reason why you started this business. Let's get down to that. And then let's go figure it out. Track everything. I used to do it. I still do it. Anything that I am doing, I track the numbers on it. So if that's reaching out to people, running sales calls, doing like I do, you just track it, make that a habit. Even if you have no real end outcome, just like start today. So then when you decide you want to start putting some information to your other, you're like, oh, I've been tracking this for months now. Now you have some of that data. You can go back, you can look at it, and then you can start making some educated decisions and start to actually forecast where the business is going. And most of the time, what you find is your roadblocks. Cause that's what I'm always looking for is like where's the jam up along in this process? We know it's me, but where is the jam up that I can relieve? So, all right, construction champions, until next time, go be the champion you were meant to be. Hey, construction champions, it's your host, Ron Newsbaum, here, and I want to talk to you about how. You can automate all of your marketing. We've had so many people on here talk about getting the systems in place. Well, we have partnered with Build 12 and Construction Champions podcast. Les O'Hara, the founder, what really excites me is his 30 years in the industry. And now he's built a system to be able to nurture your leads and continue to utilize that. I personally use the system myself. Build 12 is absolutely amazing. There's a lot of value in there. And it's a way to start getting away from Angie's List and all of that kind of stuff. And start actually creating your own leads every day and have a system for them. So go on our website, check out the show notes, go check out Build 12 and what it can do for the front end of your business today. It's absolutely amazing. I highly recommend going and meeting with Les and his son Devin and talking to them about what they built for their own business so the rest of the industry can take benefit from that. Here on Construction Champions, we're all about helping each other out in what is better than contractors helping contractors. I say nothing. So let's go take this to the next level. Go check out Build 12. If you have any questions, feel free to reach out to me or Les or his son, Devin. We're here to help. We want to continue to grow the industry.